Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Good evening from me, Paul Cooney, along with John Hartson and Craig Moore. On the day when Rangers have the 2023 AGM and the chairman, John Bennett, has promised Rangers fans the summer transfer splurge under Michael Beale won't hinder Philippe Clement plans to spend in January. Now, Barry has hinted at this for a number of weeks. Craig Moore, what do you feel? And what do you need in January, your old club? Mm, they're very interesting. Look, I've always felt there was going to be money there. Uh, Philip Clement is is assessing his squad and, and will decide what positions that, uh, will, will be those targets. For me personally, I'd love to see another um, goal scorer um, to come in because I think to, to win the title and be competitive, you need many goal scorers and fit ones at that where else do you look at, Paul? I don't really know. I think uh, unless you know the outgoings, uh, it's hard to, to to really decide who comes in. But definitely, I think another striker in terms of a title push. And I'll tell you here shortly from Philippe Clement, who's been asked who's going to be going out in January. So he said six weeks. Yeah. Is that enough time, John, no, to assess? What, 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 do you I feel? Took, what, what I took, Paul, from from the uh, the interview today with Philippe Clement when I watched him speak is that there's still players at Rangers that he's not quite sure about and he's, he's, he's willing to give everybody a chance, an opportunity. Obviously, he's on the training ground every day. But I'm sure in his own mind, I mean, there'll be one or two that maybe let go out the, let, let go out to the door. But he still said that everybody's got a point to prove and he doesn't want to make sort of urgent decisions on people until they've had the chance to prove themselves. That's in January, so he may well go through to the summer and then look to uh, to offload some. And what are you thinking about your old club, Celtic? Uh, winning at the weekend, but you know they left it till the second half. And ha- were you surprised that Brendan Rodgers said at half-time, one goal down, it's the angriest he's ever been as a football manager? Well, I, I think it's what a lot of the supporters wanted Brendan to do because if you look at this season, the home draw against St. Johnson, the home draw against Motherwell, games that they should be, they should be winning, yes, they're still unbeaten. But to go to St. Johnson um, and then concede that goal that they did, you know, um, just the, the, from a set piece again. Um, and he's, he's basically just laid the law down and said, if you want to play here, you want to stay in the team or even get in the team, you've got to be better. And you've got to be consistently better every week. There is no respite that Celtic. You know, every game is analysed and, you know, he's looking for players to come in better performances you know, if Celtic want to go on and be successful this season. Craig, were you surprised? Or do you think it's time that Celtic hit the button that means they play the way that they did, let's say, against Atletico in the first half? Yeah, well, look, unfortunately, that, that consistency for Celtic, um, that's that's what Brendan is is desperate to, to try and achieve with the squad. And, and it is, it's, John, you're right, it's about setting that bar, setting the standards. And I, and I think he's maybe seen that, that, that inconsistency... Um, and and therefore wanted to make a statement um, because then that way you're sort of like you're, you're really putting your foot down, you're, you're showing the players exactly what is required and if you're not going to reach those levels, then he will make changes. 
Atletico Madrid in particular, that first half, uh, Celtic were in red-hot form. It's mm. hard to replicate that week in, week out, That's especially true. with those big European nights. Okay, bless you from Philippe Clement. There's lots to talk about, including uh, Celtic apparently looking at a, a player who can play left-back, left-wing, left-midfield, and he plays at Estoril at the moment in Portugal. We'll talk about that shortly. And also, uh, Graham Souness, is he coming back to Ibrox? It's probably going on too long now, Craig, but well, we'll ask you yeah. shortly what you think, because he is such a Rangers legend. You know him well. And uh, could he be back? Also, Newcastle United, the trio Elliot Anderson, Anthony Gordon and Tino Liveramento. Liveramento played brilliantly last week. They're not going to come to Scotland, are they? It looks as though they're not going to change their allegiance. But will Harvey Barnes? And what do you think? Give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. And Craig will want to pick your brains about a you know, country you played for a while yep. in Germany. You played in a World Cup there. And I know you loved. It's such a special place to play top-class football. Well, it was fantastic, and like I said, the stadiums uh, are incredible, and and the draw for Scotland, I think, is a is a fantastic draw. Two venues, Paul, that I played yeah. at way back in two thousand and six World Cup, yeah. uh, the Allianz, which is uh, by Munich Stadium. Yeah. Um, and we also played the the last game in our group against Croatia in Stuttgart. Uh, so look, great memories from me uh, way back then. But also looking at this group, I'm really excited for Scotland. It's a a very achievable group to get out of but absolutely need to be at their very best, but they'll, they'll enjoy the stadiums uh, and the preparation that's in place. And we're playing the Netherlands in advance. Friendly. So that good friendly, John, isn't it? Good, it is. good quality well, Steve, opposition. Steve Clark has, has shown that he, he likes to take on good quality teams. You know, when he's preparing a friendly, you know, a couple of months ago, they took on England in yep. the Alcohol, mm. they might have got beat. But you may well have learned a little bit more from that game than if, if you took on a lesser team when you'd won five or six nil. So he's coming up against good opposition in in um, in the Netherlands, a team as well that are also at the at the um, at the Euros. So as I said, he, he wants to play against the better teams because he feels as if that that improves his players and he can work on different systems that he might use at the Euros. Yeah, we know the games Germany Scotland kicking off the whole tournament on the fourteenth of June in Munich. Then we play Switzerland on the nineteenth in Cologne, and then. Well, we finished this part of the tournament against Hungary in Stuttgart. And we used to always think, well, we'll be home just afterwards, you know, before the postcards. Hopefully not this time. What you definitely want to be in a position of this tournament yep. is that last group game going in with a chance to, to get through. Win uh, one game, generally win one game and nick a draw in, the other, in one of the other two and generally four points will, will take you through. It'll, it'll make you almost finish second. Yes. So that's the way I've yep. always seen. I've done the last three, um, the World Cup and the two Euros before that. And I just think that first one's a really tough one, but there's no reason why they can't get a win against Switzerland and Hungary. At the Christmas lunch today for the Kilt Walk, Sir Tom and all the team were talking about tickets and oh. going to Germany. People are really looking forward to it. It's going to be good. You're going to go, Craig? Uh, 100%. Yeah? I'll, I'll find, I'll find a way to beat you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. John, well, the Scottish fans yeah. are. I'm not too sure many Wales fans will want to go. No, but, I know. Uh, but you're an adopted we're not, Scot, we're so not quite there yet, you might be there. And listen, yeah. why not? Why not? You know, yeah. the Tartan Army, the, the Scottish, uh, yeah. the, 
you know the Scottish football faithful they travel in their in their numbers they in do all they? Tottenham is amazing oh, they, yep. and Germany and is a great trip to go to yep. as well it's, it's not too far away and, and do you know that's how the kit walk started and it was the Tartan army and doing good around the world and yeah. helping yeah brilliant in the days when we didn't get any wins but we were doing good stuff this best time best supporters in the world wins. thank you <laughs> I'll take that um, let's hear from Philippe Clement so Rangers were training later today because of the AGM going on um, and he was speaking he was asked um, who are going to be the outgoings who is going to leave has he had time to assess his squad no because first we need to make a good assessment about that it's not good it's not fair it's not honest to do it in six weeks it's really short term that we have to make uh, decisions around that so until January and even in January players have the time to to prove themselves that they are the right man for the club or the right man for the position so it's a it's an it's an open uh, open battle in that way to to show themselves Craig for people like Lammers Desers they're obviously he's weighing them up at the moment yeah, well, look, I think, you know, in, in, in regards to what he's saying there, it can change and sometimes maybe a, a deal that you don't even think is going to happen. Come January, some some club comes knocking. But there's, look, there's a lot of players that probably need to do a little bit more to convince uh, Clement that they should be part of the future moving forward. You touch on two players there. Lammers, again, he comes on as a sub at the weekend. He has a half chance. You can just see he's got very low confidence at this moment in time. So he's finding life very difficult. Des is honest um, and, and does have an, a, a part to play in, in regards to the first goal. He did, didn't he? He set yeah, it up for the, the assist. He, he yeah, set it up. But, well, but again, yeah. what strikers at Rangers, you need to be scoring 20 plus. Yeah. yeah. Simple. Yeah, because you, you get the opportunities. You know, you, you're playing with internationals and I've always said it, if you're playing for Celtic or Rangers and you're not scoring 20 plus, you're not doing your job right because you're getting several chances every game. Good players, you know, uh, setting you up and sliding them balls through to you. You're getting fantastic service from the wide areas. And for me, a striker for either club should be should be getting 20 plus. But John, he was 4.8 million, so there must be a striker in there. I don't know if you've seen enough of him, but I wonder, what would you say to him? To Deserts. Turn, yeah, to Deserts. I just keep trying try, try to make the same runs, you know, try and uh, hit the target. That's all you can do. Get him on the training ground. And I used to do this with Livingston. Mm-hmm. I used to put a cone about three or four yards inside the post. Mm-hmm. And I try and get the strikers to get it inside that cone, inside the post. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, they're looking at, you know, picking out the corners and things like that. Sometimes somebody will say to you, we say to you make sure you hit the target. Obviously, if you don't hit the target, yeah. you, you can't mm-hmm. score. But... Uh, for me, I think if you get a little bit of time and a little bit clever, there's no reason why you can't pick out the corners, you know? Sometimes as well, and John, you'll appreciate mm-hmm. this because, for example, you preferred to play with another striker. That, that was the way that you, you played yeah. and, and, and that was a benefit for you did, and, yes. and your team is having a partner. So maybe Des has, has lacked, uh, you know, that partner, Paul. Um, and sometimes at this level, at Rangers and at Celtic, Players at times are, are, are asked to play out of position, so potentially you don't see their best. Recent example, Todd Cantwell yeah. in the European mm-hmm. match, playing out as a, uh, well, he got taken off because he wasn't playing the role to, to what yeah. Clement wanted. So so has Dessers really been given the, the, the opportunity to, to potentially play in, in the way that has been suited to him in the past where he has had his, his success? Mm-hmm. That's, that's for Clement to find out what that best formula and solution is to get... Yeah. To get the goals. Yes, I totally agree with Craig because 
that one up, Paul, where you've got to occupy two centre-backs, it, it, it's not an easy role. And some centre-forwards, they get used to it, they play it, and that is about getting your body in, getting the team up the pitch, winning fouls to give the team a bit of a respite to, to, to go again. And, and other, other strikers, they struggle to play in, in that system, occupying two. But other other uh, other forwards, I think I'm thinking of people like Didier Grog, Drogba, <laughs> and one or two other strikers down the years. I always played one up and yeah. did it very very well. But it's an art in itself to to be one up and as I said, you know, to occupy both centre halves. Philip Clement's been speaking about how he's learning more about this team. But I'm learning to get to know my players better and better, and that's really important. Uh, and in that way, Tot was also a really good example this week. We had really good talks this week and I, I get to know the player again better like other players so that's important now that's going to be also uh, a very important thing when we go in training camp in January uh, where I always take the time to do individual talks with all the players so it's going to be hard work there in training and in the evenings it's going to be a lot of talks with the staff together with the players individual uh, to really get to know them so we're still in, yeah, now six weeks, I think, here. A lot of things happened already with all the games, all the trainings, all the talks, getting people in, like uh, director of performance, uh, director of recruitment, all these things was also uh, aside all the things that happened around the games. So it's been a busy period, but I get to know the club and the players better and better. Craig, who would have thought so much preparation goes into football? So the camp, where is it? It's going to be hot weather camp in January. Yeah, I would imagine. Well, yeah. I mean, again, um, that's all uh, down to what what the manager thinks is is going to be best. Sometimes it's nice to get away in terms of bonding, to to bring the group closer together. Sometimes when you've got a new manager and potentially new players coming in that window, sometimes Paul, it, it's it's handy to stay at home. You know, if there's if there's um, you don't want to, I guess. Um, you know, attention being diverted elsewhere. You want to keep things tight knit. You want to you want to really sort of like hone in on certain things. And sometimes staying at home is mm-hmm. the best thing. Obviously, with the weather, uh, you know, some sun on the back uh, is yeah. is great for these players. I think for their mind also. Um, but at the end of the day, it's business. It's work. It's yeah. preparation. It's making sure that that first moment that you come back in that first Ooh. game, if you go away. You got to come back and win that game and win it well, John. How much did you enjoy it? Getting a bit of sunshine. Oh, the winter break yeah. was brilliant. Yeah. I think it, um, it it made you reset when you come back. It's almost like, as Craig said, you can get a bit of sun on your back. Maybe get the odd little game of golf because yeah. you're fit, Paul. Yeah, you're already sure. fit up until you go away. All the fitness work is done. Yes, they might have one or two days where where they'll train. You know that they'll really go for it in one or two sessions. But in general, I think that little break, um, Paul, just to get over one or two injuries and little aches and pains that you got, I think it's a great idea. I, I would prefer, um, you know, in the sun, really, to be honest with you, <laughs> yeah. because, you know, why stay here, Glasgow weather be. and all it that, you know? Be. So Craig, is, Craig's from Australia and he's saying stay here, so uh, I don't mate, know what gin, he means. Ginger here, freckles, come yeah. in. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but for me, the yeah. most, look, the clubs, it's, it's big business now, Paul. So preference for me, obviously with a football background, is that it's a, a preparation that's around about best results for the football. But a lot of the times we know club-wise now, commercially, uh, in terms of these mid-season breaks and all that sort of stuff, there's a lot of uh, there's a 
there's a massive commercial component to that sometimes and dictates where you actually go. Huge amount of detail there as well. He says that he'll have individual sessions with everyone of the group. He's really thorough, isn't he? I see there was an article yesterday, uh, Keith Jackson, good piece in the record, mm-hmm. and he was saying, John, that Philippe Clement was on the target list for Celtic before they got Brendan Rodgers. So before they thought they could get Brendan Rodgers, he was there. He'd just gone from Monaco yeah. around about then. So, I mean, I think you do regard him very highly, don't you? Well, he's yeah. made an impact... Um, you know, in that short space of time, yeah, he's saying sure. himself, it's only been six weeks. He knows the players have been very good mm-hmm. since he's come in, but it's that it's that consistency. Um, and I think he just seems quite firm. He seems firm, he seems honest. And I think there's going to be a time when he's going to have to go up to players and say, look, you know, uh, you're not going to play in my team. You know, I, I don't fancy you in a roundabout way. Um, and I don't quite see you getting in the team because if he, that, that is the that is the awkward conversation he has to have, and some managers are good at that, and some managers will go around all the boxes and not quite get to it, work another way out to get rid of a player or, or to or, or to offload the player if you like. But at some some stage he's going to have that stern conversation with players, the same as Brendan Rodgers will have as well. But he seems the type to not have a problem in doing that because he's very honest and he, he comes across as being really firm. Breaking news is Chris just Wilder. A, yeah, appointed. Appointed. Yeah, is that what you were, the hands up yeah, there? Yeah, I was well, just speaking no about uh, Sheffield yeah. United and Hacking bottom uh, yeah. after a 5-0 defeat. Um, yeah. He's out the door and Chris Wilder in the door. Um, yeah. So, a huge experience, Chris Wilder, uh, and a club that he knows very well. Sure, yeah. but he left under a bit of a cloud, I remember, a couple of years ago. But no doubt, he did a great job went to get to them Middles first Road, division. Yeah. yeah, first division, championship, and then went up. His first season was amazing. Back here, this time last night, we were talking about an angry football manager, and it was himself who said it. It was Brendan Rodgers. The problem is, if you if you speak to them at half-time and then you don't get the reaction, so uh, that's when it's the, the, the big problem. No, they, they, these guys have been brilliant and uh, and every now and then you you just need a reminder that, that Celtic's a club where you don't go through the motions either as a staff member or a, a player and, uh, and we went through the motions in the in the first half. So uh, for whatever reason that was, we needed to be better and second half we were much more intense, much more aggressive in our game with and without the ball and, and you've seen the, the quality of our goals and the quality of our play. So, uh, and that's it. So... We move on to the next game. Yeah, that was him yesterday. At full time, as you know, John, they were a goal down at half time and he wasn't happy. We're well, a really good reaction second half. Um, probably the angriest I've ever been at half time and my career as a manager. Uh, the, the mentality, too comfortable, uh, just nowhere near it. And, um, and second half was what I would expect. Uh, much better energy, tempo to the game. Callum McGregor was absolutely brilliant second half and uh, his goal which looked like it was coming but it sparked the uh, the reaction so on in the second half we were what I would expect us to be So the Celtic fans should expect something special tomorrow night John against Hibsor how did you feel about that reaction from Brendan Rodgers I know you said top of the programme yeah. it was probably the right thing I think so and I, and I think sometimes Brendan's very aware that you can't completely hammer a player at half time because you might just lose him you know you yeah. might just but then again, you know, he's been a manager for a long time. I think the previous, some of the previous results as well, he might have been angry, but not as angry as he showed on on the weekend. You know, Celtic haven't really hit top, top gear for me this season. Um, but that tempo that Celtic normally play with, the intensity, I heard him talk about intensity, 
they've got players to do that, Paul. So when they start games slow, football is not a switch. You can't just switch it on at any time you want. You know, listen, the Man Cities can because they've got all world beaters in their team, you know, proper players, if you like. Not to say the Sullivan got some very good players, but he wants a team to start better, quicker, stronger, aggressive, tempo, you know, and, and that's how Celtic need to play all the time because, as I said, you can't start poorly, go in at half-time, give yourself an uphill, uphill mountain to climb in the second half. He wants the team to start games and, and raise that tempo, especially at home. And John, there'll have to be players in and players out in January for Celtic, no doubt. He's been talking about those who've still got a chance, maybe Lagabielka, you haven't seen much of him, Navroski, um, and Nat Phillips will probably, I don't know, will he go back to Liverpool? Although he praised him yesterday, he talked about how good he is around the place. But other players as well, Mikey Johnson, he was sort of man of the match, wasn't he? Or Callum McGregor at the weekend, but Johnson did well, came on as a sub, but... Yeah, they could make they could make a, a late run, you know, in terms of uh, Brendan and the look at one or two players, giving them an opportunity to start because a lot of these players will say, "Well, I haven't really had a proper run." They're like, "So, yeah. oh, you know, we came on again and made a made a bit of an impact, went up and and obviously was there to help Kyogo." Um, you like know, as a player, just puts to... himself around. I, I still and there's not a criticism of him, but I I still think a Celtic centre forward he has to be able to get goals, hold the ball up, head the ball, take you up the pitch, go and attack it in both boxes. You know, that, that's that's how I see. Whether he's got all them tools, I don't know. Um, so for me, you know, as I said, I think there will be movement in, in January. I think they'll, they'll try and offload a few players. And um, no doubt, as I said, Paul, I think there will be incomings. Not that many, but just in terms of you know, freshening things up, going into the, into the last three or four months of the season, just to give them the, that little bit of a push and maybe that little edge that I, they'll need. I think the biggest question uh, for for Brendan, and I'm sure um, he'll be asking his players, is why. You know, when he touches mm. on mentality, um, and it's, you know that that's strong, that's strong, and and you know he's he's most disappointed or angry as he's been in his whole career on on the base of what he's seen that first half. Why? Why? Why was that level produced? Um, that'll be a question that he'll be asking his players. I've no doubt about that because um, there's definitely a title race this season. Um, Celtic um, are in a fantastic position. There's no doubt about that um, at this stage of the season. But he'll be wanting to know why. Why were they putting in that type of performance and, and thinking that it's acceptable? Yeah. And you're right. He's his angriest ever and he's a manager top class manager but his Leicester was on the way down last season so he must have been angry at times there maybe that was lack of investment from the board who'd spent next to nothing but to say it's the angriest I've ever been as a coach yeah. is wow I mean he was at Liverpool as well came so close yeah. to winning the title back in what 2015 well Celtic deserved that at half time at the weekend yeah. there's no Brendan going in and and, and and, and and being false to his beliefs, you know, he has to go at the players and say, by the way, that is nowhere near good enough for a Celtic team. Some of you players need to have a, have a hard look at yourself in the mirror. And, and this is a club where you have to be at it every single week. Not pick and choose when you want to play and when you want to run and when you want to, you know, get on the ball and, and things like this. So he certainly let them know at half time in his type of way, w without losing the player, if you like, and going in too hard. And he's happy, of course, with the reaction they come out in the second half. 
And they were excellent in the second half. They went on to win the game. Still, still, sorry, Paul, just yeah. finally at the back end of that. Now, Celtic ended up going and, and, and done what was required and that was to, to continue to, to win games of football, get the three yeah. points, move on. It's not a game they're going to remember too fondly, mm-hmm. uh, but they got the three points. But Hart makes that save right at the end of the match yeah. where St Johnston could quite easily have equalised mm. from that big save. Now, I know you might have been questionable in regards to the goal that they concede. Yeah. They got up the park and scored the third goal. Just um, right. people, so, so they're big moments. Yeah, that's big right. moments. And this is why probably Brendan feels that your heart has still got a future, in particular this for the, for the remainder of the season. We're going to take some calls. John Harson is in the house. So too is Craig Moore wearing a very trendy jacket, isn't he? Were you shopping up into? I can just imagine. I think. I've got to say, I feel like I was back in the dressing room, the big man getting straight into a motorbike outside, helmet outside. Yeah, you're up in Denby County Street, weren't you? Buying some shopping for Christmas. John, have you got a list? It's the Go Radio football show with Global Eco Energy. Thank you so much for making the switch. Millions of you have downloaded the content. A lot of it's gone far and wide. John, people were asking for you. I was in Cork at the weekend. You were over there a couple of years ago and people were saying they loved the night that you did over there. So a lot of people were asking for you. Good. I enjoyed that. I think I went to the um, Cork City 25th annual anniversary I think of, of yeah. their of their supporters well they uh, said you had time for everybody they all had uh, selfies with you yeah. and you, you didn't learn, learn from that Craig yeah. 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 I, 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 I like him by the way yeah indeed I yeah. like him to, and, to give everybody oh, time <laughs> and he didn't charge them a penny for doing no, it, it was, you were, no, they were no. brilliant they were uh, this is the thing with Celtic Rangers all over the world people yeah. know you know you played at Arsenal you played at Luton you played at West Ham United I'm just thinking of those two tonight but Celtic's the team closest to your heart. Would that be fair? I think so. I, I became successful here as well, Paul. And you know, I listen. I played with great players at Arsenal, um, but I played in a wonderful team at Celtic, and uh, yeah. I'll never forget that team. Great yeah. manager. Craig's the same. Craig, Craig yeah. won things at, at Rangers, and remember great players. And over the years, both clubs have had magnificent mm. players, haven't they? You know, down the years. So yeah, for the five years I spent here in Glasgow, it was a wonderful five years, particularly professional at Celtic. You two could have been teammates as well. Same with Barry, couldn't yeah, you? Yeah. But for the well, Martin will come in later. But it was the the checkup you're just about to sign. But we know the story, John. And Celtic mm-hmm. fans must think, my goodness. And Rangers fans will think, well, they don't even want to think about it, do they? Because I always remember Davy Province saying, when John Hartson scores his first goal for Celtic, he will score for fun. Yeah, and, and again, like I said, like all good strikers and, and yeah. certainly put John into that category. Once once you get that first one and you get that confidence and belief, there's many more that followed. And uh, he's, he's, I won't say how many he scored, but he scored a few. <laughs> <laughs> do you not know? Do you want to tell you again? Nah, yeah. I don't even And were you spotted you. in town yesterday, whole long wise, with uh, Martin and Neil yeah, and others yeah. from your charity? We had a lovely yeah. afternoon, Paul. What we did in, the, um, in our charity ball... We put a prize up yep. to come and have some lunch with myself and, and, and the boss, you know, Martin. So you call him the boss? Yeah, yeah. the gaffer. Yeah, yeah, still call him gaffer to this day. Um, and we had a beautiful meal in in the, in the restaurant in Glasgow. Four or five other lads turned up who'd obviously bid for yeah. the prize and we had a good yeah. laugh. We were reminiscing and uh, now it was a nice afternoon. And raised a lot of money at your lunch the other week. Yeah, we for, always do, yeah. Paul. We, you know, we're so lucky and, in terms of yeah. there's so many generous people out there. And um, you know it, it goes to great causes. You know children's hospitals. We we uh, we support cancer uh, charities and yeah. cancer related, you know things that are going on. And uh, yeah, I yeah. think that's why we get so many uh, at our gigs that that we put on our events because 
everybody knows, you know, it's going to wonderful causes. Yeah, I saw Kirsten today, the chief exec of the Glasgow Children's Hospital charity. And Craig, I know the Rangers team go there every yeah. year, Celtic and some of the other teams as well. And when you see how the kids' faces light up when they see their heroes. It's always brilliant, Christmas time, uh, going out to, to the hospitals, um, team-handed with, you know, big bags of uh, of, of gifts uh, and going about the wards, uh, Paul, um, you know, people uh, at all stages uh, of treatments uh, and health situations. But to put that that smile on their face and, and to go in there, it's an hour of your time, but you you, you really see the that you light up their day. Um, and it's a, look, it, it's something very, very small, but it means so much. It does. And sometimes I think football, they get they get a little bit of a reputation sometimes for one or yeah. two things they do off the pitch, this, that and the other. But then again, they do an awful lot of good things. You know, they turn up at Christmas at these cancer children's cancer hospitals and it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to see these little children and it's yeah. one of them where you would rather take it on yourself than see your children go through that, you know. And some of these parents, they stay there, um, they, 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 they get uh, as much support as they can supporting their child. And some parents stay for months and months by the bedside. And yeah. what these families go through, Paul, it's, it's inspiring to, to think that, you know, that there's so many good nurses and doctors trying to trying to treat these children. And, and it's amazing to go to the beach and have a walk around and see the type of work that the surgeons and the doctors and the nurses actually do is wonderful. And I met up with Donna from Neil's Hugs today. She was at the Kilt Walk lunch, guest of Sir Tom Hunter. And her story is amazing. Her son, Neil, was lost suicide some years ago. And as well as grieving, she then said, right, I'm going to do something about it. And it's mental health for people, young people, mainly in West Lothian and beyond. And the job she's done, they've raised 88 grand already. Uh, it's just phenomenal yeah. for people who don't know how to cope. So well done, Donna. She's probably not listening just now, but well she done, might listen. Well, yeah, done. well, done. well they're, they're, done, They're out partying, so uh, well done. And I can back in to join you too. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Uh, I bet. You, you I wish bet. I was out uh, somewhere else. Paul's like, birthday's over. It was Paul's indeed. Birthday, oh, there's yeah. too many yeah. of them now, but thank you. Well done, man. Happy birthday. Ah. We're sending for the fire brigade <laughs> for the candles. 0808 17 17 700. Paul Cooney, John Hartson and Craig Moore. And we've got game tonight. Ross County against Motherwell. And then tomorrow, it's relentless. Aberdeen against Kilmarnock. Celtic St Mirren. St Johnson. Um, sorry, Celtic Hebs. St Johnson St Mirren. And Hearts against Rangers. Looking forward to the matches. Uh, from the Rangers AGM today, Craig, I'm just looking mm. to see any major... Highlights. James Bisgrove, the new CEO, he's confirmed talks are going on about relocating a singing section. A supporter's survey involving 5,000 fans showed that 9 out of 10 of them want a singing section at the Broomlone Road stand mm -hmm. from the corner there to be moved right behind the goal itself yep. rather than the corner. Do you have a view on it from a, a football point of view? No, look, I mean, obviously... Uh Pleased to hear that, that you know the supporters you know wanting to, to, to have a a sing um, and get behind their team. I think if you can congregate these these people uh, you know together and there's a certain section for that. Sometimes Paul, as long as it's done in the correct manner, mm -hmm. the the support and lift that can give the team on the football field uh, is is amazing and and can get the team over the line at times. But uh, yeah, look, that was one thing that come up in the AGM. There was. There was probably a you know a few others. They went in and spoke a little bit more detailed, didn't they, about mm -hmm. the football yep. director and the amount of time that it's taken to get somebody in. But if it's the right person, then uh, you know time is is irrelevant. Just go and get the right person. What do you feel about the new director of football development who was announced on Friday? 
Uh, again, look, this is uh, I know this is an area that Rangers have worked long and hard over, um, so they would have certainly done their, their due diligence and held lots of um, you know, formal discussions with candidates. Um, and again, for me, the most important thing is is that uh, they whoever that comes in uh, buys into the uh, the plan uh, and the vision of the of the football club. Yeah, that's the most important thing. I mean, I know. Um, Obviously, the, the the former sorry, the director that's come in at this moment yeah, of time, Neil Coppen, yeah, yeah. he's he's come from PSV. Yeah. Uh, mm. look, again, sometimes you think, well, again, for what PSV could potentially spend in the transfer market might be slightly different to what Rangers can spend in the transfer market. So it's a be it's about being able to have a a wonderful network, which I'm sure he does have, uh, in regards to analysing players and knowing when to move. I heard Philip Clement say, "We're swimming in the same pond as a lot of other clubs." Mm-hmm. But we need to be able to act early, and 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 that is key because sometimes you wait another three months, six months for a player, John, an attacking player, and and in that waiting period, he scored another ten goals. Mm. You can't afford him. The price goes price up. Is, price has gone yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, so okay. timing is everything. Mm. Ahead of tomorrow night, then, do you want some team updates? Let's hear about Philippe Clement. What's uh, the latest from Rangers ahead of the trip? And it's a big trip, isn't it? Not too far, but the game with Hearts. Not big difference. I hope for the weekend, of course, it's afternoon training because we have the AGM today. Uh, so I will hear more when the players come in. It's just two days after the game. Uh, but yesterday it seemed OK. Nothing really, really special. A few knocks, a few bumps. Uh, I hope uh, no big things this afternoon. He's been asked about Philip, uh, no, about um, Nicola Raskin, who of course has been out. Uh, this is the latest. Yes, that it will be a little bit longer than we than we hoped for. Everybody in the club, um, so it will take a, a little bit more time to be fit. Everybody is working really hard with him uh, from the medical staff in the club, and they're doing their maximum. But uh, sometimes these things happen. Frustrating, Craig. You like him? Setback, yeah, unfortunately, and 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 that can happen in in players rehab. Um, so look, not not great. I mean, obviously Raskin come in um, and done extremely well. Um, showed some some real good quality, determination, a real positive style of play. Um, so look, it's it's never nice to hear a player has a little setback and is going to be out a little bit longer. But he needs to come back uh, right, and that's the most important thing, uh, so that he can stay in the football field for as long as possible. He was also asked about Kieran Dowell. Kieran is. Uh training hard and uh, and doing his maximum every day. So uh, we have a lot of players and for sure in the position that he's playing, there's a lot of competition. Everybody has always a future in the club as long as he's in the club. You know what? And this is terrible. You forgot, forgot all about him. I thought you might say that because everyone has. Uh, yeah. uh, Came and, from and that's, Norwich, That's a they? terrible yeah. thing to say and it's like, it's just, it just goes to show, you know, like in terms of you need, look, you need a little bit of luck as a football player. Mm-hmm. Especially when you move to, to a new club, you, you most certainly want to be able to hit the ground running and show them what you're, you're able to do. And when you pick up injuries and you're, you're kind of not seen for a while, um, it's a brutal, brutal industry. Sure. You know, you can be forgotten very, very quickly. But he has an opportunity to, 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 to get himself back into the team. But again, Paul Clement mentions there in terms it comes into an area uh, when we talk about recruitment, that is massively overloaded. There's a lot of positions, a lot of people in those positions. So when we touched on earlier on about where they go, John, yeah. uh, like for me, yeah. 100% a striker because you can always go for a, a striker that's going to give you goals. Yeah. Out with that, th- there's a there's a lot of players that, that are cover for positions but that, are, that are already are in place. But strikers are generally the hardest players to go and find mm. because... 
It costs the most. Because you can't guarantee they are going to return you with goals. Sometimes you know you're signing a bit somebody with quality, with a little bit of a reputation. They're proven. They have got goals elsewhere. But when you come to a sell to go Rangers, the, the pressure completely multiplies by tenfold because you're expected to win every single game. Do you think Rangers will sign another striker in January? He's I, I hope saying, so. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Just because I, I look, Paul, I, I think that this is uh, that a title that's going to go fairly deep into the season. Goals are very, very important, yeah. and, and at this moment in time, I'm, I'm looking at, at Rangers. I'm going, well, who's our out and out twenty goal a season player striker? And at the moment, it's Seema. Seema. Who's not an out-and-out. Who's not an out-and-out yeah. out striker. So definitely I would look to bolster that number nine position. Could it happen for Danilo? Everyone sort of says, well, yeah, I like yeah. Danilo. Danilo's, Danilo's yeah. okay, bag. Mm -hmm. if, if you're going to continue to play the one up top, which is what he's shown, so you've got Danilo, you've got Thessas, get another striker. He was asked about Cantwell, who of course he famously now hooked him um, just the, the game before, but he was back at the weekend. No, I don't think that is the right thing to say. If he's performing like he performed in the weekend, he will play there more regularly. But it all has to do with performances. But it can be also that he needs to play moments on the right side because the team needs that if we have injuries and not enough available players there. That's part of football. And it's not something specially for Todd. Tom Lawrence played also another position than he always played. And he did the job for the team. And if everybody does that, then we're stronger. But Tot is ready for that. We had uh, really good talks around the, that. The question was about playing him out of position. Which clearly he, he knows that he, it's not his best position. But at the same time, uh, good players adapt. Uh, and he wanted better on that particular occasion in the European fixture. He didn't carry out instruction, Paul. And, and, and again, uh, Clement's... He's been firm, he's been fair, he's made a decision because it wasn't working, which made a little bit of pressure come weekend there for, for Todd Campbell, who then, he was frustrated, annoyed, and I got no problem with that. Players, when you get taken off, uh, are frustrated. He come and he played in that central area. He was involved in two of the goals. So I guess he's answered the, the, the questions. Um, and that was really important for him because it could have been a little situation that could have maybe developed and, and lingered on a little bit. But bang, knocked on the head because Campbell went about his business, was involved in the two goals. And the thing is as well, if you're asked to play in, in not your favoured position, I always feel that's a compliment. Because if the manager puts you out there and he thinks that you can do a job for the team, then that's that's a bit of a shot in the arm for the player. Because, player. all right, it's not, yeah. it's not his favoured position. But if he goes and performs in another position where he's not accustomed to playing then he shows the manager that, 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 he, that he can play. He's quite versatile. So the fact that Philip Clement asked Cantwell to play in a different position, he should have tried to step up for that, step up to the mark in terms of playing there, doing his best, and all of a sudden the manager says, we've got a player here that's quite versatile. Good point. Scotland-England tonight is the women's game, the nation's qualifier. We'll talk about that soon. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For your free energy home survey and a bespoke quote, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go. Yeah, it's going to be busy around Hamden this evening. Scotland against England, the women's game. And Rachel Corsi, good on Rachel, uh, last night saying she's blasted claims that Scotland could down tools against England to help Britain in the Olympic call-ups. So it's quite complicated, but different tournament. And it, 
if we're because Scotland and England and the same island, um, it could be to the advantage if we were to lose tonight. But listen, anyone who wears the dark blue of Scotland wants to do the absolute best for the country. And I heard Rachel saying, John, if you've never represented your country, you can't quite understand what it feels like to wear that in your case yeah. the red of wales she's absolutely yep. right she's right to speak out as well you could tell us that she was really passionate right. when she was talking and, and to suggest you know they'll go easy against england or what it, this that or the other it, it's just ridiculous to to even throw that 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 uh, question at her yeah and then to be fair she was she was hugely she was hugely disappointed um you know with with what had come out um, obviously not only herself but the group of girls that, that she currently plays with the girls that have previously played young girls that are looking up uh, to, to these women now with the, with the national team this, yeah. is, this is a game against your, your enemy tonight I know. It's, a, it's, a, it's a rival um, it's a derby if you want to call it it's a must win game of football if you can go and do that so we wish Scotland all the very best and she was she was right she, she, yeah. she spoke her voice um, she spoke very well and, and it was, it was passionate. She wants yeah. to do her very best for Scotland. 7.45 tonight. We are the underdogs, but you never know in the game with the old enemy, it could well happen. So Anything's possible, Paul. Let's hope so. Yeah, Enjoy it. Like, if you get into the game tonight, they'll be busy around there. Just see Jen Beatty there, what a career she's had. And of course, an Arsenal women's great, Jen Beatty. Of course, yeah. son of John Beatty, who's yes. also Scotland's legend rugby-wise and a more than decent, very good broadcaster as well on the national channel. We had her, yeah. I'm sure, uh, we she had was, her in here at in our here. radio yeah. once. Yeah. Um, and I've just seen that, just, just yeah. under, just under 150 caps for Scotland. What, wow. a, what a tremendous career. John, how many caps for Wales did you have? 51. 51. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Craig, you yes. had 53. Maybe 52 or 53. 52. Yes. Honestly. Oh, well, but, but he's, but he's like, so when are we going to talk about goals? Uh, yeah. <laughs> John, you just How many good, good games do you have in 53? Oh, mate, every <laughs> single one of them. Good <laughs> question. Listen, we've got John Hartson uh, here, so you can ask a few people saying, Kyogo and all, what do you think? Who else could come in in January? Well, the manager was asked yesterday about those two. Could there be a pairing there at times? Can do, yeah. Yeah, I think that's how the game evolved. I think it's it's in respect of how the game the game sits. I think we uh, we normally play with a, a single striker and two wide strikers. So, uh, but like you say, he's come into the game and uh, and done very well and just given us a different uh, dimension in the game. So, uh, so I've been really pleased with the contribution I was made. And yeah, I'm not averse to to playing the two together if. Uh, that's what the game needs. He was also asked, what's the update on Palmer? Yeah, it looked like it was his hamstring, but it wasn't. He just had a bit of cramp that set in. So uh, so thankfully he's he's okay. And before we throw it back to John, what about Tilio and those, the, the fringe players that we've not seen much of at all? Yeah, yeah he's he's okay. He's, he's training away. I think because we had some injuries, he got himself onto the, uh, uh, onto the bench. Obviously, those other players had come back. So uh, he found himself outside of that. John, striking position, but we heard you saying earlier you expect another striker to come in in January. Well, they would need to be, wouldn't they, given the Asian Cup? Yeah, Celtic are very thin on the ground in terms of uh, centre-forwards. You know, we know Kyogo is a fantastic goal scorer, a fantastic player. But sometimes you need to create and you need to give Kyogo opportunities. You know, he's, he's a box player. Um, and, and sometimes for me, you know... You need a big centre forward to feed off, if you like. Not only a centre forward, but other midfield players who wanna who wanna get forward and burst into the box. A centre forward can flick things on, he can hold the ball, he can play it, you know, sort of 
in terms of your stride and midfield players. Brendan have said that he's not adverse to, to to playing the two up. He's not. I don't think he started this season with with the particular two up. That means then you're gonna to have to sacrifice either a wide man. He's gonna to have to maybe go to you know a, a four four two or a three five two to to try and get two players up there. What what we've seen a few times though, Paul, which I've been quite impressed with though, is he's come on in games. When when you need a physical presence, because Celtic and, and to be fair to Kyogo, when you're trying to occupy two centre halves, yeah. it's a very difficult role. He's not one to to be so physical. He's just not built like that. But anything in behind, he's he's a threat. He's a great little centre forward. But we've seen O coming on and making an impact in the game. You know, roughing up the centre halves, being physical, putting his body on the line. So. Listen, Brendan said that he's not totally against playing the two. But I think it's a lot of the supporters would actually like to see. Maybe now you got Hibs tomorrow and then Kilmarnock at the weekend. Maybe an opportunity because, oh, every time he comes on, he does quite well. Yeah. He does all right, you know. So maybe we might see Owen Kyogo starting. Listen, there's, you know, the, the manager's obviously he's in the position to, to do that. But um, it's not something that Celtic have done in recent seasons. Ange played with, with the one-up as well. Mm-hmm in Kyogo so may well see two up not too distant future we'll see uh, we'll see another one though John in terms of that that, that January time I think I so. think so I, I, I think, think Craig, they're thin they're, they're short on, on genuine centre forwards yeah, but I think what might be a good option and again I'm not mm. it's, it's just my opinion uh, because they do have those strikers and potentially Kyogo and I might be away for Asian Cup is, yeah. that, is that correct mm, so I sure. also might be yeah. away Something short term, Paul. Well. Something short term alone. Yeah. Alone. That certainly forces Brendan Rodgers' mm-hmm. hand to yeah. go and get another centre forward. What's he telling us there about Tilio? He didn't say too much, and he did say the I other day. You enough. Yeah, he watches carefully in training. Mm-hmm. You know, he watches how players are playing. What do you feel? Tilio, Tilio needs to get himself another football club, um, and, and and I'm saying that because he's an Aussie boy, of course. Yeah, um, and and he he has a chance in terms of obviously uh, you know having an impact with our national team for. A, a good amount of time, but like any player, he needs to get himself in a situation where he's playing football. That's not, unless several players fall over, is not going to happen at Celtic. I've not seen enough of Tilly, I'll be honest. Craig Craig is probably more um, yeah, experienced to, to, to know him because you would have watched him obviously in Australia, but... I can't say I've, I've, I can't come I've not seen enough of the player Good news for Celtic fans two players who are on the way back not quite yet Maeda and Abada here's the update Liel and, and Dyson are both on the, the pitch now which is great news for us Dyson's probably a little bit ahead of Liel but, uh, but I'm expecting at some point this month uh, that uh, they'll be uh, they'll be available John Great news yeah. Great news You look at Abada's uh, numbers last season Fantastic, getting himself on that on that back post when the ball's on the other side. Um, his timing of his runs, he's quick. He goes at plays. He's very positive. We know what Maeda gives us. We know what Maeda gives Celtic, and obviously Hatati. You know, and and when you're short of two or three big players who are, who have made such a big impact on Celtic's success in the last season or two. All of a sudden, then you have to make changes and it can disrupt the team. I'm not making any excuses up for the first half performance at the weekend or the couple of draws Celtic have had at home. But when you miss key players, Paul, it, it can affect the team, you know? I can't imagine, sorry, Paul, I can't imagine Celtic supporters being overly delighted 
maybe it is close to fitness, right? And say if it happens right at the back end, you know, obviously the, the 30th massive, massive game and then just getting fit and then away for the Asian Cup um, because there, there there is those risks of just coming back, potentially, uh, you know, picking up a, a fresh injury. You look at Ryan Strain at St Mirren, yeah. uh, away with the national team, picked up a groin injury, surgery, he's going to be out for three months. Which is uh, bad news. And look, yeah. that's a risk, obviously, that we all know, clubs are aware of. Ryan Jack. Players, Ryan Jack also, when yeah. you go away and you're playing international football, uh, again, you're putting yourself into another environment, another competitive game of football. Injuries are part of it. Injuries are a part of it. Unfortunately, you know, both clubs, every club has injuries, but you've got to have that contingency plan in, in place for if and when they do. Celtic had that 3-1 win. The three goals coming in the second half. The manager giving them a rollicking at half-time and he says, well, hopefully no more drop-offs like there were in the first half. That's the plan. That's the plan. But um, listen, it, it's, it's something that, that can happen and you see it with, even with the very best teams. It happens when you're playing so many games. There can be moments where there is a lull, but that's why you're a manager and a coach because you recognise that and then you need to have the intervention. And um, like I say, we're playing a lot of games. We're playing a lot of games uh, at a high tempo and that's when we're at our best. So we always have to um, search for that identity and... Uh, as I said, we, we got it in the second half yesterday, which was outstanding. And Rangers at Hearts tomorrow night. Glasgow, Edinburgh, it's going to be some evening. Fleet come out looking at the opposition. No, for sure. And uh, it's a good team with also a coach with a history with Rangers. So he's also extra motivated in that way. So we, we know we know it's, uh, it's a big challenge to go there. We know. OK, news is coming next. If you're a first-time caller, you could win Craig Moore's great jacket. Oh, Magnificent jacket. jacket which you got. fantastic. You've got to own a motorbike as well to get it. <laughs> news is next. <laughs> Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote, and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For your free energy home survey and a bespoke quote, call 0800 233 Let's go! Well, it was the Rangers AGM today at Edmonston House. Craig Moore is going to bring us up to date in a moment or two. After the opening address by John Bennett, the manager also addressed Philippe Clement. And then there was a question and answer about a number of topics. Uh, a busy day. Eight resolutions were being voted on. Uh, the fans were asking about certain things, the transfer budget, injuries, which was a big feature, especially last season, uh, this season as well. Other topics included fans leaving games too early, a potential singing section, which we talked about in the first hour, and the club's commitment to attaining net zero. I know one supporter left saying they would be, uh, um, they would not be giving up in certain areas. There was a chant and I think he or she was heckled and, you know, urged to just leave the arena. But listen, good that they're giving fans, I think more than they expected, turned up to get access to the board. I think it's very important, uh, Paul, because um, the fans... Um, uh, uh, you know, they contribute so much money to these football clubs. Um, you know, so I, I think letting them know or giving them opportunity to share ideas, to have communication 
from the football club on a regular basis. And look, it can't happen every month. Uh, but, you know, the opportunity once or twice a year, I think, is is a fantastic way to go because that, that's how you that's how you bring a club together. You're hoping for a trophy room full, of, you know, of trophies in the cabinet, but net zero, let's keep that for, Correct. you know, the the, creden- the green there's credentials no, of Rangers. There's, 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 there's a final just around yeah. the corner, though, so, so there, there's, yeah. there's going to be a new opportunity, Paul. The chairman said, John Bennett, he said, right, we're all on the journey to net zero and Rangers are on that journey too and have a part to play. And that's absolutely right. We all yeah. want to look after the planet for future Rangers supporters right. and supporters of all clubs. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's a it's yeah. very, very um, big topic at this moment in time. It sure is, yeah. yeah you know. It shows you there's wide ranging. The Celtic AGM was, what, two weeks ago. So, um, 0808 17 17 700. Give us a call. Craig Moore is here. Looking forward to Hearts. Rangers mm-hmm. tomorrow night and Celtic Hibs with John Hartson and John we see that uh, an ex-Celtic player played with great distinction Tony Mowbray Mowbray he yeah, parted company parted. with his club today Sunderland. were you surprised at Sunderland that he'd been going well I know it's it's been up and down a little bit but Tony mm. Mowbray I think sacked he's today. done well Tony yeah. he did in the best best of uh, times at Celtic when, when he when he came back up the road um, as a player but, he was good yeah, player big wasn't solid he? centre yeah, back yeah. Ipswich Celtic um, he, uh, he I, I, I played under Tony at um, at Did West you? Brom. Very, really, yeah. really good coach, and a, a lovely fella uh, as well. Um, and then he obviously he, he's gone to Sunderland. I think one or two clubs in between. So he's got a lot, a lot of experience, uh, Tony Mowbray. But listen, if if they're not winning as many games, and and Sunderland are a huge club. And uh, they want to push on. And listen, Paul, it's a results business now. Sure. You know, the, the Swansea manager, you've just seen Paul Hecking bottom yep. at Sheffield United. And I'm surprised at that one because I know they're bottom of the league. But in terms of, you know, Chris Wilder's got a huge job to mm. keep Sheffield United. In terms of if they go down, yeah. Paul Hecking bottom is probably the, the best manager for me in terms of bringing them straight back up yeah. so mm-hmm. they're trying to have a go they're obviously panicking because they want to get out of the position that they're in without thinking maybe three or four months down the line but um, yeah it's sad to see Tony lose his yeah. job but I'm sure he won't be out of the game for long he's a he's a good manager with a good reputation I think he's been critical of the board relying on young players on relatively inexpensive wages rather than splashing on proven talent and you know Craig there, two different cities, but you know, the northeast, those two giants, Sunderland, and there's Newcastle with all that money yeah. from Saudi. It must be really difficult to be in charge of the Black Cats at the moment. Absolutely. And and let's not forget the league that they play in, the championship, yeah? Yep. Very, very tough league. Mm. To to get promotion um and and to, to land the, the the big dollars of the, of Premier League football is is so difficult. And if you're not being able to pull invest top level um, and it makes it very, very difficult just developing your own players. Let's get back to tomorrow night's action. I'll ask you about tonight as well for the game Ross County against Motherwell. But what about Celtic in action tomorrow at home against Hibs? Here's Brendan Rogers speaking about the game. Well, it, it was a good football game the last time we, we played and I said after the last game I was complimentary of what Nick's trying to do and uh, and staff so um, so yeah we'll, we'll expect a good football game And uh, but for us the onus is on ourselves we're at home um, we uh, we don't want to waste uh, any time in the game like we did yesterday and, and in the first half and like we probably did for about 60 minutes of the game there we, we wasted uh, valuable time 
in creating opportunities and, and, and playing the level of football that we want to. So, uh, so yeah, we, we expect to, uh, to be intense right from the kickoff. John, what kind of Celtic team do you think will line up tomorrow? A strong one. Yeah. A strong mm-hmm. one, Paul. Sadly, can't afford to go in um, and show any weaknesses in the team. Give It's not the time to give maybe people um, opportunities. I think they'll go in as strong as they can. You may see Mikey Johnson starting yeah. on the back of last couple of games. He's all right. He's been lively and um, we don't know if, if he'll stay or whether he'll be one of the ones that I'll let go. Um, but... You know, one of those performances where you have to come out of the traps and, and I think he'll be looking for Celtic to start the game well, uh, high tempo, these type of things, and, you know, and, and be solid at the back, be in sync, not make any mistakes. If Hibs get forward, then they create some uh, corners and set pieces and free kicks around the box. Celtic have to be strong because that's, that's been their weakness, not just this season, for a number of years now, just somebody going and taking control in the like they did at Ibrox when Liam Scales headed a mm-hmm. quite a few balls, dangerous balls that were coming in from Barisic and, and Tavernier, you know, go and take responsibility as a defender. Um things like this we certainly need to improve on. But uh, obviously going forward they, they they play their football and they got good players like McGregor, O'Reilly, Kyogo needs a goal. Um, so I, listen, I, I think I always think Rangers and, and Celtic. I think at home they're very strong. I think Celtic will win the game, but I think the manager will want a good performance as well. It's a tough match. Yeah. Um, you know, Hibs uh, will know exactly what they're up against. I don't think they'll play too open, so they'll they'll limit the space and, and opportunities for Celtic. And and as John touched on, look, set pieces. Uh, very, very important. Fish scored off a, off a corner. Yeah. Do you think St. Johnson targeted Celtic's lack of physicality at the back? Uh, they, they definitely. Definitely. Yeah. You know, you look at the goal that was con- conceded. Um, you know, plenty of bodies around about Joe Hart, uh, making life difficult um, so that you're not getting a clear run of siding at things. Um, but, you know, even in attack, Boyle and, and Vente, uh, so there's a threat. There's a threat from Hibs. It'll be a tough game, but I do think that Celtic will be too strong on the night. Marshall, sorry, also yeah. had a fantastic game, didn't, yeah, didn't he? he? And he'll, yeah. need to, he'll need to produce that for Hibs <laughs> yeah. to have any kind of chance uh, come Next tomorrow Celtic, night. of course, as well. Um, Indeed, Marshy, yeah. yeah. Good, good keeper, Marshall. He was very, very good. Come in when he was young, but yeah. unfortunately had a really couple of good goal- goalkeepers at the club yeah. at that particular mm-hmm. time. And uh, He was a hero in Barcelona, wasn't he? He was. He yeah. was. He made four or five incredible saves. Yeah. That night we got a draw, of course. And I see Barry Robson said his team played so well at Hibs. So many opportunities, but David Marshall denied them on so many occasions. Interesting, John, that uh, Marsh went long ball, the ball to Boyle, and then the cross, Direct. boom, goal in just a few seconds. And these days, normally people don't want to play that long ball. No, that's right. There's nothing wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with that if you've got big centre forward who can flick balls on and... It's one way to get up the pitch as well if you've got a striker who can hold the ball up. Um, I don't see anything wrong. Paul, about 15 years ago, every single club in the country went long. You know, very rarely did you did you see teams playing out from the back. It was the big punt from the goalkeeper into the front. It's only in the last, what, 10, 12 years yep. we've actually seen teams play out. You look at some of the old games in the 80s and, early, and the 90s, Every single goalkeeper yeah. hoofed it up the park. Yeah. That's the way the game was then. So I just think there's still room for a big centre forward in the game yes. to go from right back into your striker, a good quality ball where he can come off, get a hold of it, and then play it into the midfield and then start attacks from there. Start asking central defenders different questions, Paul, and, and 
they struggle with it because it's they like to get set nice and early. A lot of things that always played in front of them. Direct style of football you don't see as much. You talk about that moment. Aberdeen defender gets caught in a horrible position, caught underneath the ball, route one, because they're not tested a lot like yeah. that. You look at Rangers, the goals that they conceded against Aberdeen, straight through the middle, direct, uh, and, and also against Artis. Uh, Limassol, yeah. straight through the middle. Central yeah. defenders nowadays, I think um, if you can get them isolated, and, and this goes back to our, you know, the 4-4-2, John, that we yeah. speak about. Sometimes if you get two strikers going man for man against two central defenders, I think you can cause all sorts of trouble for the defenders because it's just something that they're not used to. Yeah, John, how many goals would you have scored in the game today, do you think? Because... Not many. It's different not many. <laughs> well, yeah, it's about 130, 40 a season, I think. Yeah, exactly. So, no, I'm only joking. It would have been tough. It's, 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 it? it's an yeah. hypothetical question. Sure. But I don't know. Listen, I always yeah. played with great sure. strikers and I, I owe yeah. them. I owe them a huge gratitude because, and I also played with good midfield players. Yes, supply Lambert, services. You know, things that like service, yeah. wide men, Steve sure. Guppy, Thompson, and Limpard, and all these guys. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, you know, I, I'm very grateful for the opportunities that I got. And if you put an half decent striker in there that's a decent goal scorer, and he gets the service, he's going to get you goals. Let's hear a bit more from Brendan Rogers. We'll hear from Philippe Clement shortly, talking about Hearts. And let's look back. This was him speaking yesterday, Brendan Rogers. But looking back to the St. Johnson game, was it tactically he made changes for the second half? Listen, there was nothing tactical that needed in the game yesterday. I'm very much, you analyse the game, you normally then have the players playing to the intensity level that you want, and then you're looking at a little tactical tweaks that you maybe need within the game. There's nothing tactical yesterday. This was about mentality and physicality. And then once you do that and bring that to the, the game, then you uh, you get your reward. If you're Yang, how do you react to it? I mean, Cantwell was hooked and he came back well at the weekend. You know, John, you have to show your resilience, don't you, and come back? Because we've seen in flashes some good play. Well, Brendan, there, you mentioned character. Yep. You know, you need character. You need to be an influence. Yang's come in in recent weeks. Um... Yeah. John, John, Yep, John. Mike's Sorry. gone off. Yep. Mike's gone off. Um, yeah, but Yang Yang needs to react in the right way. Yep. If he's getting opportunities, we know we've seen glimpses of him take players on and get crosses in and cut inside. He's obviously a player that's got a little bit of talent, but he needs to do it more often. Otherwise, he'll find himself out of the team. It's character you need, isn't it, Craig? For something like that, if you are, you know, if you're hooked early, it's not good. And I've been there. And I've been there, Paul, and it, it isn't good and it, it, it's, it can be embarrassing. Uh, 23 minutes, uh, Dick Avocat took me off in a game. And it is about character because you've got to show that you're able to, to bounce back. Um, more importantly, before that actual game, you've got to go in and, and still walk into to the, to the training facility with your head held high and put in a shift to make sure that the manager knows that mm. it's not knocked you sideways. You've, you've got to show yeah, that resilience. And these guys, Craig, like, like Yang and one or two other players, they're getting and and um, and Mikey Johnson. They're getting an opportunity in the minute because Maeda's out. Mm. You know, um, Abada's have been away. Mm. So they've got to they've got to show the manager that give the manager a bit of a headache when these other players get back fit. Mm. So they don't walk straight back into the team. Obviously, you could say, well, look, I'm going to stay with Yang. I'm going to stay with this one or that one because they've they've impressed me while these other guys have been. Out. Give the manager a bit of a headache in terms of his selection. And there's an example. At Celtic, that we we've, we've spoken raved about all season. That's done that, and Slim Scales. Yeah, you know, you you, you get that opportunity, yeah. that's and, right. and, and and he's grabbed Spot it. On. 
with both hands and he's he's not for any stage so far this season. Looked like he's going to let that jersey go. Well, Nat Phillips, Welsh, Navrovsky, Lager, Bielka, um, all play their part. Not the new signing so much. And Liam Scales has made himself, you know, an immediate starter in that Celtic lineup. He has to start with his performances. The manager has been speaking about the French players. I think it's always personality. I think that... Uh, as I said, the, the young players that are coming in, there's obviously clearly players ahead of them. But what always takes my attention is is training. You know, I'm out there every day watching training, and uh, and when I see players train and work with that personality, then they'll always edge the way uh, closer to my thinking. So, um, I said before, it's clear our, our squad is, is quite uh, quite big. So there's there's players that've been ahead of them. Unfortunately, for the likes of uh, Mike and Gustav Scalesy come into the team and, and really took his opportunity coming in. Uh, we get Nat Phillips. He's been brilliant since he's been here, been a real great positive influence. Uh, and it's the one area of the team that you don't necessarily want to change too much, especially when both players are fit, because it's all about the uh, the two players playing. So I think for any any player, it's all about what they do in training and uh, and, and that is all they can do. You know, you, you can't get too disappointed if you're working hard and then uh, hopefully those opportunities come for you. Yeah, I think what, what Brendan's talking about with personality is is that you've got to have that little bit of stomach for a, you know, f for a physical battle, if you like. I think if you knock down in training, you've got to show personality to get back, back up. You've got to get on the ball, You've got to show the manager you're a good player. You can't be too inferior of who you're up against. Personality, you know, sh show that in the way you play. Be, I, know, I know some players are a little bit shy and they don't like to, you know, they're not big talkers and around the training ground, but personality is a huge thing. Mm. You've got to have personality. You've got to have something about you, you know, that the manager will say, do you know what, what about him this morning? Did you see that? He missed three chances and he still kept getting into that box, still kept making that same run. And you know what? He got his reward and he scored on his fourth time of getting in there. That's personality. Yeah. Now, you've got to, uh, you know, as a, as a seasoned pro, maybe not so much. Maybe not so much, obviously, because you're knocking out the standard of that professionalism. But if you're a young player coming in, every day... You've got to give the manager something to think about. You really do, because that's how you're going to get that 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 first initial break, and then it's what you do with that opportunity. He was also asked about the weekend and the impact of the subs. We talked about Mikey Johnson. Yeah, but well, you need that, and I think all the guys come into the game and uh, affected it. So um, the modern game, in particular, is not now, but just the eleven players that start. You know, sometimes you'll make a few changes, but also you rely on players coming in. Guys like Mikey come into the game yesterday was outstanding, really direct. Uh, fast and was was creative and, and worked hard. And James who gets his goal. Tomo comes in and and creates the the third goal. So, uh, but that's a testament to how they train. I think the intensity of our training every day allows them to be at a good level. So when they come into the game, they uh, they can make an impact. And a final thought from the manager about that win at the weekend against St. Johnson. And you take away all the technical jargon of football. The the, the difference in in the game is about working hard. That's the difference. And when you're a top team, it's about working very hard. And we failed to, to do that in the first half yesterday. And, uh, and when you don't do that, then, uh, 
you can get punished with any team. And we'd already seen that with St. Johnson where we didn't take our opportunities and the first time we played and we, we didn't uh, we end up with a with a point. So you always have to guard against that, no matter how good a team you are. The start point for any team is your work. And once you put the work in and you play to the intensity and the speed of what you're asked to play, then uh, you see the difference it makes. So it's just about the, the mentality, working hard, and uh, that is normally the difference. Johnny's yeah, yeah, Craig, yeah, you, you'd expect uh, a couple Craig. of changes. You would expect yeah. a couple mm. of changes tomorrow night, John. Well, go back to Brendan there for a minute, mate. Um, it's working hard and it's your big players stepping up. Two great goals from McGregor and yeah. O'Reilly. Mm. Yeah, that's what you want. You want your big players. You can't always rely on the young ones because we spoke about personality and, and, and character. Um, but the reason Celtic won that game at the weekend because they stepped up in the second half and O'Reilly scores a magnificent goal and McGregor gets the team going a little bit. You know, his performance in the second half, he drives forward, everybody follows the leader, follows the captain and they were much, much better. Um, but as I said, working hard and your big players coming to the fore for you with McGregor and mm -hmm. O'Reilly, no bigger players at the minute for Celtic and them too. And they led by example with their goals. And young James Forrest as well. Uh, James Forrest scored <laughs> yeah. late, yeah. yeah. Craig's Great. on about the great I, save that your heart made. Yeah. Straight mm -hmm. from that save, uh, James Not E. Forrest went up and, yeah. and made it three when looks comfortable, but it was far from comfortable. Yeah. Craig? No, but I just look like it says, obviously, Yang comes off at half-time um, and Turnbull comes off quite early in the, in, in, in the match. And with Brendan being so angered by that first half uh, and then touching on, obviously, the players that come on and basically the, the impact was there because of the way that these players have been training um, at a top, top level and therefore um, it's been able to be replicated when they, they, they went onto the, the field. That suggests that there will be a couple of changes tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and no, David no, Turnbull no could be one of them. And David yeah. Turnbull can most definitely be so one you of think those. It'll be, you think it'll be Johnson, Mikey Johnson on the left, James Forrest maybe on the right, and then McGregor on O'Reilly sort, of, um, sort of through the middle. Yeah, well, I mean... You, I would, and then two, obviously, just, either, side, either side of Kyogo. I yeah, mean, yeah. Yep. Although Palmer could be fit. David Turnbull, what do you think? Do you sense that in January he might get money for David Turnbull? Terrific player, scoring yep. goals this season. Goal, but he's he's been going to AC Milan, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, is that what they were saying, John? Well, last yeah. week we spoke about that. Yeah. So, well, what do you think in January? I mean, he's he's terrific, but yeah. maybe not quite. He's not got as many games as he would want. Well, sometimes the writing can be on the wall. Yeah. I like yeah. David Turnbull. We were talking about him off air. And, and midfield players who can come back with... Double figures are worth, uh, you know, they're worth uh, the, their... Um, Weight in gold, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah, he's done it and, and for yeah. me, he does that. Mm. Yeah. But whether or not Brendan's got different ideas in terms of bringing in another midfield player or the players he's got at the football mm. club with Hitachi to come back and Iwata can play in there. Um, but I, li I like the lad, but I, it looks like the writing is on the wall. I don't believe Celtic have offered him a new contract, or maybe they have, and he's turned it down. Um, I don't know, but I, he's in and out, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's not mm -hmm. one of your players that you can say. He's not a McGregor, he's not an O'Reilly. You know, he's in and out of the mm -hmm. team. He's out for a week and then he comes back in and he That's gets right. he gets taken off and things like that. So my my immediate thoughts are: I, I think he's one of the players that they'd look to they'd look to sell to, uh, to sell in January. 
Of course, they'd get money for him. After. Look at Tom Rogic and the seasons that he had, especially just a couple of years ago, he was integral to the success in that first season under Ange Postacoglu. Yeah. You and know, then Aaron Moy did well last season. Of course, yeah. of course, yeah. Now, like I says, I mean, you look at Tom, Tom's numbers in terms of when he's involved. Mm. He, he does well. He scores goals. He, he For his liking, he won't be playing as much as what he would like, Paul. Um, and, yeah. and you're right Celtic don't want to let him run his contract down and get nothing for him they want to be able to at least recoup some kind of money for a player that's actually done yeah. quite well for the club the other thing as well last season the reaction to um, O'Reilly mm -hmm. remember last season under under Ange it was Moy McGregor mm -hmm. and Atati okay. O'Reilly was left out several times by Ange but what he's done is he showed that he's got character. Uh, he was a terrific player then, even last season, but maybe with the signing of Moy, and Anja brought him in, he wanted to play Moy. Moy was, was terrific for Celtic as well. But I think O'Reilly is that type of player that he's showed a bit of a desire, a character. He knows he believes in his own ability and he has been one of Celtic's, probably Celtic's best player this season. Quick break and then we're back. John Hartson, Paul Cooney and Craig Moore. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs. Let's go! Football tonight here in Scotland in the Singe Premiership. Ross County against Motherwell. This time tomorrow night we'll be winding up towards Aberdeen against Kilmarnock, Celtic against Hibs, St Johnson, St Mirren and Hearts against Rangers. What about the games tonight, Craig? What are you thinking? That one big game in the Premiership, Ross County, Motherwell, they both desperately need points. Desperately, desperately. Look, but I would side with Ross County, I, th I think, here at home. Um, I think it gives them a really good opportunity. Um, Motherwell, we know um, that they're not on a great run, Paul. That's, that's there, clear, uh, in, in terms of what we've seen the last couple of months. And they're just conceding goals that are really unmotherwell like for them, you know? Like they're, they're three again at the weekend, they're shifting goals pretty easily. And that was something that Stuart Kettlewell had really um, had sorted when he first come in, made them hard to beat. Yeah, well, Motherwell won three in 15 this season. Mm -hmm. um, and Ross County have won one in their last six. And that was a home win against St Mirren at the weekend. Weekends. So both teams not in particular good form. And I agree with Craig. Um, Ross County, new manager in Derek Adams. I think Motherwell are there for the taking. I think Ross County will win tonight. Well, Motherwell are in eighth position this evening on 14 points from 15 games. Same as Ross County, who've played one game fewer. So, John, you reckon it's going to be a Ross County? I think so, yeah, just on, sure. the, on the back yeah. of... Um, Motherwell's dreadful third start, and and you you yeah. know on the back of uh, Stuart Kettlewell, mm. I know they got the really good solid draw at Celtic a couple of weeks ago, and that would have given them a little bit of a boost mm. to know that they can they can dig out results, but I just feel um, Derek Adams there, he'd have had a look at what he's got. Big win, St Mirren going well as we know. Um, to beat St Mirren at the mm. weekend's a big big result for Ross County, and I just think they might take a bit of momentum into the game that, that winning feel good factor do you know it's incredible eh? Ross County if they do and we both believe that they can get a result mm. would go one point out of the top six it's incredible amazing, isn't it yeah. can I go back to yeah. Tony, 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 Tony Mowbray uh, about Tony Mowbray yeah. Tony Mowbray is currently ninth in the, in the championship. championships yeah. and yeah. he's three points off, off the top, top six yeah. oh, wow I, I know it's unbelievable it's, 
Football's mad, isn't it? What else are they going to yeah. get into Sunderland? No disrespect and yep. do as well as Tony Mowbray is doing this season. So there must be something with the board. It, it, it must yeah. be It must be not... I said but, about losing games. It, it can't be football-related, but sometimes we don't know what goes on inside the football club. And so, I think he has been critical of the spending at yeah. the club and the lack of oh, it. Yeah. Craig, back at Dingwall tonight, what's your scoreline? I think Motherwell away from home might... Tight, I'm not tight trying to match. Witness, yeah, no, no, 1-0. 1-0 for... Ross County. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Not good for the well. Nah, yeah, like I said, in yeah. Motherwell. I'm just being West. Stuart done. Kettlewell done so well yeah. at the very beginning yeah. by by basics. They haven't been doing the basics well enough. What did you make of Harry Payton getting sent off? I don't think he was a send off. No. Referee said yellow. Then he looks at it. He looks at the slow mo. He looks at the stationary. I mean, position. his foot Jeez, goes. His foot yeah. goes high and kind of catches a. Um, and the, the the other player at the top of the thigh, but for me the yellow card, I, I think when it was given, um, I thought, yeah, no, that's that that's fair enough, and there was no real reaction or any uh, anybody looking for anything more at the time, Paul. Um, but then the referee gets called over to to have a look, as you know, when we slow things down and you get a look and you get one, two, three, four, five times, they can always look worse. Yeah, in, sl- in slow motion, I felt I felt it was, it was a harsh. Uh, red card. Okay, but you're both going for Ross County yeah. up against Motherwell. Tomorrow night, then, let's talk about the games. We've got Hearts up against Rangers. Philippe Clement today, after the AGM, was speaking about tomorrow's game and the challenge of Hearts. Yeah, big one. Eh? Um, of course, we beat them now in two games. A little bit special. It's my 11th game for the club and the third time against the same opponent. But we had to be two times on our toes to... to to have a really good level to beat them. It's a good team, good organization, good attacking players. They are super motivated also. What I hear, what I read uh, about this game to, to beat us. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a big challenge for us. Craig Moore, super motivated hearts. What does he mean? Well, I mean, it's, it's a tough place to go to. There's no doubt about that. Hearts, uh, um, you know, at their very best, really, really tough team to play against. Shanklin, you know that you need to be on your guard because he doesn't need a lot of opportunities, Paul, and and he he, he will take take those chances. So, look, a, a strong, aggressive start from Rangers will be required, and players to be at their very best because, like I said, Hearts at home. They look. I think Rangers will be too strong on the night, um, and again, the the word that Brendan Rodgers uses, I think the mentality is the thing that has Hearts, unfortunately, at this level, falling over more times than not. I mean, a few weeks ago, we thought the manager could be under threat at Hearts, but they're improving. Here's Philippe Clement. No, for sure. And uh, it's a good team with also a coach with a history with Rangers. So he's also extra motivated in that way. So we, we know we know it's, uh, it's a big challenge to go there. We know. John, so the table, yeah. Celtic on 39 points, Rangers on 31, one game in hand. Uh, St Mirren go behind Hearts because Hearts leapfrogged them at the weekend. They're in 23 points. Well, Hearts have won four yeah. of the last five games. Great run, isn't And the it? one game yeah. they've lost, they were 1-0 up with about five or six mm-hmm. minutes to go at Ibrox. Mm-hmm. And Rangers did very well. They got back in the game. Danilo, brilliant yep. goal, headed on the back post. And then obviously um, uh, they, they get a penalty and they win the game. Um, so Hearts at home, it's a tough one. Um, but I still think Rangers, I think that on the form that they're in, but going to Hearts midweek, we've both been there, Craig. They're a very, it can be hostile unless you go one or two goals up and it just takes a sting out of the crowd. And, and I think that's what, if Hearts go in front, then that place can be rocking. Tynecastle, 
give yourself a really difficult night. But obviously, I think the um, the way to go about it is to try and get an early lead, quieting the crowd up there. Um, and as I said, they're in good form. Hearts got themselves back up the up the table. Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Rangers. Rangers um, two one. Two one Rangers. Uh, Philippe Clement spoke about the positives he took from the weekend, the two-goal victory. Not big difference, I hope, for the weekend. Of course, it's afternoon training because we have the AGM today. Uh, so I will hear more when the players come in. It's just two days after the game. Uh, but yesterday, it seemed OK. Nothing really, really special. A few knocks, a few bumps. Uh, I hope uh, no big things this afternoon. No big things he's hoping for yep. uh, injury-wise. What are you feeling for this game tomorrow? Look, I, I think that Rangers will go and get the result. Look, I, I don't feel as if they've they've hit their best, Paul. I, I, I really don't. But they've been workmanlike. Uh, again, that's the way they were against St Mirren. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't a special performance. It was a professional performance uh, that you know picked up the three points, and that's that's the way that I think that Rangers are going to continue to be able to build into better performances. Um, they need to be professional here. Uh, and if they start well and, and and match hearts in the early stages, and like John said, you know, whether it be an early goal or show that you're winning the individual duels across the park, Rangers will have too much for, for hearts. I think it'll be close enough. Um, so I'm going to go for two or three one. What did you feel about playing at Tyne Castle? Everyone says they enjoyed it so much. It's maybe not, I hear the atmosphere is a bit different now under the new Tyne Castle, but what was your experience like? I, lo- I loved playing there. Um, Why? It, it, because it was always a great atmosphere, um, and it was always a tough. It was always a tough match. I remember coming into to, to Rangerside as a young lad, and 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 the, the games back then they just seemed as if they were really really competitive. Not just the, the old firm matches, but every single week, you know, there was uh, there were strong teams, and Hearts were one of those teams. Um, but always a great atmosphere. I've, se- I've, I've seen recent games also, Paul. Uh, beautiful stadium. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. stadium. Nice big stand you know, over the far end, yeah. Really good atmosphere. Uh, you know, they're, they're supported quite well. Um, so I've enjoyed the matches there, but I just think that, like I said, that, that top-level mentality that's needed to... I'm not expecting Hearts to go and win the title, but, you know, to really sort of like close the gap. And against Rangers and Celtic, I guess, when you look at their results, haven't been amazing. No. What's your Rangers lineup for tomorrow night? I'm not asking you to give us the whole team, but you were saying to John about you know changes that Celtic yeah. might make. What about Rangers for tomorrow? What's the strike force? Don't get it, it wrong. Yeah. Don't get it wrong. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I think maybe Danilo yeah. comes in and starts. Okay. Instead, yeah. instead of Dessers. Dessers. Yeah. Um, again, I don't see why you you wouldn't stick with the the young lad McCausland. Keep him in there. What did you uh, make of him at the weekend again with the yeah, new contract? No, nah, look, what you get, he's just, he's, he's energy, he's direct. He wants to try and influence a game of football. He's going to make mistakes, he's young. Yeah. Um, but he's shown that he can go in and do a job and give the, the team the energy. The back line will be fairly, fairly much the same, goalkeeper the same, middle of the park, what will he look He's enjoying Balligan at the back, isn't he? Yeah. When he can play him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, the only thing is, is when you start going to maybe two, three games a week, then uh, about how he utilises Balligan uh, best, being a, a slightly older sure. player. With and not registered for Europe anyway. Not yeah. registered for Europe yeah. also, Paul, yeah. Mm. So, John, what are you thinking? Four Rangers have made changes. He you know, brings Lammers on. I guess he wants to get the best out of Lammers, Desers and others before the transfer window. Yes, um, but Seema has done well for them, hasn't he? got a brace 
at the weekend, didn't mm-hmm. he, against St. Yeah. Um So he, he gives you something different. Um, he's in good form, so he'll, he'll really fancy it. And then it's just whether you go with, with Dessas, maybe uh, Tom Lawrence might, might come into things. Um, will he trust Cantwell to come in? To, uh, you know, you've got solid, solidity in Lundstrom, Jack. I don't think the back four changes much, does it? No. You know, Tavernier, Golson, Barisic. Um, I don't think so. Look, Lawrence, Lawrence played in the middle of the park, so he played out of position. Mm. Cantwell played as a, as a number yeah. 10 in a central position, which was his best at the weekend. Uh, there, John. So again, you know, Lawrence is the one that's probably not playing his natural position there. Yeah. Um, is is there a change that a change in that area? Uh, look, I expect maybe one or two changes tops. Yeah. Um, but why why would they really make wholesale changes? Because they're, they're in good form. They're going really well. Um, they they feel good about themselves at the minute. The manager, everybody's turning up at the AGM. There's a good feel good factor at the club. You know, they're putting things in place. They're talking about the future, the you know, the January window next summer. So they've obviously got big plans for the manager. They're backing him. And uh, why why would they, you know, why would they have any sort of issues going in? Like last season, you're talking about Beal all the time and are they good enough to win? Is he picking the right team? This, that and the other. You know, they have some bad results in Europe early on in the season. But at the minute, everything seems cushy. Mm. You know, Christy, there's a word. Yeah, yeah. With, with Rangers, word. Everything, yeah. everything seems to be clicking at the minute. And Craig said earlier on that there's a race this season, and that's become on the back of Philippe Clement. Well, he's done that. Rangers winning games consistently. Um, yeah, he dropped a couple of points at Aberdeen, but listen, other than that, I think they've been in good form. So, you know, I, I think Rangers will go there and win the game. I really do on the back of how well they've been doing. That was the blip, wasn't it? Aberdeen away. Yeah. Um, Probably didn't start. That was a sloppy start. Um, you could say it was potentially backed up by not a great performance in Europe. One-one. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, right. but, but again, like you know, he's he still managed to come in. He's 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 undefeated, um, and they've just been they've, they've been professional workmen, like getting getting results, Paul. Uh, and, and that's the most important thing because that's where your confidence comes from. And they, and they went right to the end of the game, didn't they? It went right to the end, so they kept going. Yeah, yeah, you need to nowadays. Yeah, the Aberdeen, amount of the yeah. amount of, the yeah. amount of time. Oh, against yeah, against oh, Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah, what was it? Was it another penalty or something like that? Well, I don't Can know. I'm, 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 sorry, I'm, 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 how many are Celtic? I went right to the end. Which yeah. what's it going? Got to keep going to the last whistle. Cup finals not too far away. Talk about that and also tomorrow's games after this. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For your free energy home survey and a bespoke quote, call 0800 233 Let's go! Yeah, the Go Radio Football Show. Thanks to everyone who's been on the socials tonight at Go Radio. Saying, looking forward to the games. The Rangers fans are quite confident for the game with Hearts. Celtic fans as well, looking for a big performance yep. in the match against Hebs. And you would expect to see that John Hearts. And after, yeah. you know, the rollicking at the weekend. I think the manager yeah. would like to see it. I think the supporters would like to see it. And rightly so. I think every supporter in the land, Celtic supporter, watching the first half at the weekend, would have expected the manager yeah. to go in, Paul, not happy. You know, um, regroup reset if you like and give them a few you know chickens off tell tell them where they need to do better you know talk to them about the responsibilities they have to come back from a goal down and they did that credit to the players they did that and they ended up winning the game quite comfortable 
I'm going to ask both of you, what was the biggest rollicking you got as a team from a manager? Can you remember? Or just one of them you remember? Was it Walter coming in? Or I tell you, uh, I, and again, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily yeah. at myself, yeah. but one of the... One of the really good. Remember John McGregor? Of course, yeah. yeah. John, yeah, John, John who McGregor, who was obviously our, our yeah. reserve team coach yeah. um, and, and young one's coach at, at Rangers and all that sort of stuff. And I tell you what, he was he was one when if things didn't go well and the commitment and the the effort was not there. Well, not only did the, the the veins pop out of the neck, the 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 face was 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 bright red, um, and and it was quite it was it was quite scary. Yeah. I remember one time he was having a goal to play who. I don't really think it was his fault, and I've kind of said uh, during that his speech, Paul, mm-hmm. and I'm like, listen, Gaffer, you know, it's you know what, it was actually my fault. Um, he was having a go at the wrong player, and um, it was silence. The dressing room was absolute yeah. silent. Mad Dog McGregor, they used to call him. But yeah, I remember. Very fond yeah. of him because he yeah. was very influential in terms of my development. Yeah. But hard taskmaster, master, you don't mm. get that nowadays mm. a lot. You don't, John, mm, no, because you can't no. shout at people. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, some people can accept it, some mm. people can't, and uh, they run off to their agents and they want to leave and everything sure. else, and it causes a bit of anarchy in the dressing room. But I always think uh, you've got to be big and strong enough to react mm. to criticism. I've had so much criticism in my career, Paul. I've had some wonderful moments, but the criticism comes with the territory as well. And sometimes, if you think if it's justifiable, um, then you've got to accept it. Sometimes you thought it weren't justifiable. And um, but ultimately, it's you've got to use it to spur you on. You know the criticism, and the, you you've got to deal with it. Now it's part of the game. And you played under well, both of you, some of the great managers, yeah. uh, and Gordon Strachan. I'm sure he could take a strip off players Oof, and teams. Off, yeah. yeah, Martin as well. Martin, Martin could. Yeah. Martin, I, mm-hmm. I, I I was just saying about uh, you just mentioned about uh, managers having a having a real go at you at halftime. Yeah. I remember Martin. I I um. I failed to mark one of the defenders up. I think it was Dundee United away. Mm-hmm. We actually won the game and I thought I'd got away with it. So I got in the dressing room with Martin's like that. By the way, John, you've got to get closer, you know, this, that and the other. You've let him run yeah. the back. You were lazy, you know, yeah. this, that and the other. You took your eye off him. You you weren't side on. This is how he marks and He's got up in the dressing room and he's showing me how to do it and... Listen, we won the game as well, yep. but I needed to be told I did lose my man and that the lad scored from a corner. Luckily for us, we went on and won the game, but it could have been an instance where, because of me, you know, yep. do, not doing my job right defensively, we end up dropping two points. Yep. But set pieces, we, we, we talk about, you know, teams capitalising and set pieces and the importance of them and all that, Paul. The, the reality is they're very, very hard to, to defend against. Yep. Right, because so many things can happen. Yeah, because you're also trying to look at potentially the defender that you're looking at the ball, so you're looking at the delivery, you're looking at yeah. your striker. So um, you know, it, it's 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 a lot mm. of different factors yeah. to to make sure that you do your job properly, and, and you, you you switch off within a second. Yeah, Craig mm-hmm. lost me once or twice. In the, one thing I knew with John, he was never going to run away for you. Is that right? <laughs> oh, John. <laughs> How many goals? Great chat with you two. Right, who's going to go away? Who's going to be uh, the keeper who's happier tomorrow night for Aberdeen against Kilmarnock? John, what do you think? Well, I think um, I think Derek McInnes going back to Aberdeen. Barry Robson needs a win. Uh, yeah. But saying that, Paul, when he took over last season, let's not forget, 
how well he did. He got them into Europe. Yeah. They had a brilliant European campaign this season, but um, Aberdeen. Yeah. And um, well. they've done exceptionally well in terms of Europe. Yes, he needs a win. They're, they're currently waiting in a couple of weeks to play in the cup final. Um, so I think Barry Robson gets gets a little bit of time to, to get his, his league form you know, better. I think they've won three in 13 games in the league. Barry will know that's not good enough. Sure. But a club like Aberdeen, who finished a lot higher up last season, got, got him into Europe. So, you know, cut him a bit of slack. He's in a cup final. He's had a good European campaign. Got them into Europe last season when they were struggling, when they gave him the job. Or do they, he just did it on a, on a, on a what's it called, base, interim basis, yeah. I, I believe. So I think he's done very well and with a better time he'll prove what a good manager he is. So 13 points out of the 13 games, third bottom of the table. They're just one point behind Ross County mm-hmm. and Motherwell and uh, four points behind Kilmarnock. What do you think? What's your scoreline tomorrow night, John? I think Aberdeen will win. Um, okay. it's, it's, yep. it's a tough place to go again under the lights. Okay, I'm being great this season in yep. the league. But I think on the back of Aberdeen, really, really need to win this one. Um, I think they'll win and they'll and they'll win three one. Three one to the Dons. Now Kelly's away record wasn't good last season, and it's a challenge this year as well. Could tomorrow night be the time? This game for me, Paul, has got draw written all over it. Oh, okay. um, look, Aberdeen. It's <laughs> not sitting on the fence. Oh, no, 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 sitting no, on the no. fence because yeah, I think a lot of people expect Aberdeen to win. Kilmarnock, Dale's got 700 odd games under his belt. Yeah. Huge experience. Yeah. I think that will hold Kilmarnock in good stead in this particular match going back to his old club. Yep. Aberdeen have been in decent form, just didn't capitalise at the weekend there. I'm going for a draw 1 1. St. Johnson against St. Mirren. So the Battle of the Saints at Perth. Who's going to win? St. Johnston are going to win this one. There you go. Yeah, I've seen that face. St. Johnston are going to win that one. St. Mirren mm. um, uh, performed ever so well this season. There was always going to be a little period where they're going to have a little dip or a certain slide. I think that this is that time. I think that um, St. Johnston performed well against Celtic without getting uh, any joy from it. I think they, they will build from that performance, though. Home win against St Mirren. Feeling the strain without Ryan, ah, aren't good, they? So, good, yes. Yeah, they're in 22 points, knocked off the third spot by Hearts. They're in fourth position up against uh, St Johnson under new management. What do you think under Craig Levine? Who's going to win tomorrow, John? Well, I think, first yeah. of all, St Mirren have lost three and four yep. on the back mm-hmm. of all the good talk that yep. we gave them and the praise, and mm-hmm. rightly so, mm-hmm. to be up in the position in the league that they are. I think Craig Levine, um, very, very experienced. Mm-hmm. One, I think he's won... They beat Ross County, didn't they, under yeah. his tenor? I lost yep. the last two, but obviously at the weekend, it would have been a respectable performance to be a, to be 1-0 and to push Celtic, if you like. Um, I think St Mirren will go there and win. I think on the back of losing three out of four, yeah. Paul, I think they, they need to bounce back, uh, St Mirren, and they're certainly good enough to do that. So I'm going to go for a St Mirren 2-1 win. And just to recap then, Celtic defending champions up against Hibs. Eight points clear of Rangers at the moment. Rangers with a game in hand. Brendan Rodgers was speaking yesterday about Hibs' style of play. They obviously want to build a game from behind. Uh, listen, there's no right or wrong way to, to play the game. But of course, I always admire teams that, that they're a coach to, to, to play because it's much more difficult uh, in order to do that. So when you can see what Nick has, has done. And since he's come in, he wants the, the team to play through the through the thirds of the pitch. He wants them to be creative, and they've got some very good players. 
Craig Moore, you know how the league standings are. Hibs also on fifth position in 21 points, mm -hmm. three ahead of Dundee and they're just a point behind St Mirren. What's going to happen? tomorrow uh, Hibs are unfortunately going to come up short in this match I, I think that Montgomery has done a decent uh, job since he's come in um, on their day Hibs are a very good side to watch um, playing away and trying to get a result at Celtic Park um, is a different occasion for him and, and I think that Celtic will be uh, comfortable enough Brendan Rodgers has given his team a rollicking I believe that there will be a response to that and I'm going to go for a 2-0 Celtic victory and John before we get your prediction Celtic have been told it will take 4.2 million at least to tempt uh, Thiago Arojo who is uh, he can play left wing left back and uh, so he's versatile 22 year old so he could become well he could be of interest this could be an agent floating it but you hmm. could think Celtic might strengthen in, well, in the left 4. side. Well, for 4.2 million, yeah. you know, you'd think he would have had a little bit of pedigree mm -hmm. uh, to, to value him that much. Um, Left-sided player, I think Celtic mm -hmm. could do with a left-sided player. Um, somebody with a, with, a, with a good engine, somebody with a really, really good delivery, um, whether he plays at left-back or further up the pitch. We know we, we got Liam Scales, who's that left-hand side of centre-back, but... It's important. Celtic and Rangers, they'll, they'll obviously be interested in decent players. Mm. Scoreline tomorrow night, just to recap Scoreline then. Scoreline tomorrow, Hibs. I think Celtic will uh, win the game. Uh, I think they'll be a little bit too strong for Hibs. They can't take Hibs too lightly. They've won their last three uh, Hibs, so they're in decent form. Yep. Um, but I, I feel when Rangers play at home, when Celtic play at home with the crowd, I just feel, and Celtic tomorrow night, um, the place will get behind the players and I believe they'll win the game. Philip Clement was asked today, what about January? Who could be coming? Who could be going? But he's giving not much away at all. But of course, reshaping it in January is much more difficult than reshaping it in the summer. That's also reality in football for every club. So I'm realistic about that. Yeah, that's the idea to do some things, but it will not be a lot of things. It needs to be the right things. Every day, it's like a school exam, isn't it, for this squad and every squad? January, very tough window, Paul. What Rangers need to do is is make a play for the player that they believe can help them go and win a title. For me, that needs to be a striker. John, scoreline, Hearts Rangers. Hearts Rangers tomorrow night. Yeah, he's, I've, he's I've desperate, yeah, desperate Rangers, to get Hearts. Rangers, Rangers 2-1. I know, give us a fine. 2-1, Craig. 3-0 uh, Rangers. 3-0. Wow. Thanks so much, both of you. Thanks, See Paul. you again next week, tomorrow night. Barry Ferguson, Mark Woody will be here at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs. Let's go!